0: What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. This is the one-stop shop for all things coaching. We dive much deeper than just training and nutrition, and we help you conquer all things personal development. That is my goal with this show. It's to be your coach through your speakers and help you grow as an individual. If you are new to this podcast, make sure you do two quick things. Number one, hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you're constantly updated with the episodes three times per week. We launch them on Monday, Wednesday, And Friday. The next thing you could do is drop down into the description or the show notes of this episode and check out our top four ranked episodes by the listener. That's going to be the Nutrition FAQ, the Training FAQ, Nutritional Periodization, and last but not least, my personal journey and story into fitness and coaching. Today's episode is a really, really cool interview. Um, I think you're going to get pretty hyped up, pretty motivated, and pretty inspired to just be great and just do more with your life. Today's guest is the one and only Steve Weatherford. He is known to be a uh, punter in the NFL um, who has played for a lot of different teams. He had a really long career as an NFL player. He played for the Saints, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the New York Giants where he won a Super Bowl ring. Um, On top of having a long career, a longer career than most NFL players inside the NFL He has also created a name for himself inside the fitness industry which we dive into today Once he was out of the NFL, he got really into fitness, really into training, and really into programming for people because he was on, I believe it was Men's Health, if not Men's Fitness, but um, it'll be on this episode where he talks about it, but he got uh, the opportunity to be on a cover of a magazine, and like he shared in this podcast, even though he was a fit NFL player, he too had some insecurities and some things he wanted to develop and to build muscle around so he could feel better and more confident getting on the cover of this magazine. Um, As he did that, he developed a program called Armageddon. Armageddon is his strength-based program that really focuses on men building muscle, building their arms, hence the name Armageddon. Um, And he launched this to the public after he did the shoot and it blew up. And that was his first opportunity and first experience into the fitness space. That's where he learned he could probably do this full-time, and he became a full-time entrepreneur. So now he is known for being an NFL player, a Super Bowl ring holder, a fitness entrepreneur, a program designer, a fitness inspiration. He's a motivational speaker, and he is a family man that uh, he dives into all these things, and we really talk about – I mean, shit, we talk about life, we talk about balance, we talk about family, we talk about business, we talk about staying in shape, we talk about setting goals in each area of your life and how each area of your life builds into the other parts of your life to create overall success in your life. Um, Really, just developing yourself into the best person possible. I think we touch on damn near everything you could possibly imagine on when it comes to personal development. So, again, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode and, and. Be kind of excited as you listen to it because he's just a really hyped up dude. He's really passionate. He's really enthusiastic. He has a lot of energy and he's gonna bring some fire to you on this podcast. So I'm super excited for you to listen to this and I'm super excited for you to hear what he has to say, hear how I collaborate with him on what he has to say and I hope you take these things seriously. Go to your journal, take notes, and look at how you can apply them to your own personal life because that's how you're going to get the most out of this. If you listen to everything we talk about and the experiences he's had and the practices he does on a daily and weekly basis and you do nothing with them, you are not using this podcast to your best ability. So I want you to really think about that before you start listening to us talk and go through his journey and go through what he has learned. Think about the things we talk about and imagine how you can apply them to your life because that is the exact way you are gonna build success with the information you are taking in. From this podcast, from the books you read, from the speakers you listen to, and from every other source of information you take in, really. Um, We have so much good information in this world, but if we're not taking it in, journaling our thoughts, reflecting on things, and actually taking action on them, It's useless information that's just wasting our time. So before I rant on any longer, again, I'm excited about this episode. Guys, if you enjoy this podcast, if this podcast helps you in any way, shape, or form, please do me a huge favor. Head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, and then take a screenshot of this show. Head over to Instagram and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom, and tag Steve. At Weatherford5. I'm going to put both those in the description. Tag us both, put it on your story. We want to see who's listening to the show, and we both want to message you and thank you for listening to the show because we appreciate you guys tuning in and learning from us. That's why we do what we do, and we're really passionate about it. So, again, super excited about this episode, guys. And without any further ado, let's get on to this amazing interview with the one and only Steve Weatherford. All right, Steve Weatherford, man, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. I have listened to Originally, I listened to a few episodes of – I think the first time I heard you was actually on Jay Ferrugia's podcast, and then I kind of started digging into some of your stuff and listening to some different interviews. And just an inspiring dude, man. You've done a lot of cool things in your lifetime, a lot of things that not a lot of people get to experience, but I think the most epic and really inspiring thing to me is the fact that after football was over, you – continue to see success in so many areas of your life you continue to push and inspire so many people around the world Um, and this is actually perfect because all your pictures in the background for those listening you can't Uh, see but um, the other thing I was going to say is like something we're going to touch on today is uh, balancing fitness finances and family and I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that struggle with that Um, I have a 15 month old daughter so it's been the biggest priority to me to like really trying to balance the business and, and staying healthy and fit and training hard like I like to but then also balancing family man and you have a lot of experience with that so i'm excited to get get into all these aspects but um before i kind of rant on and explain your story why don't you tell the listeners um those who aren't fully familiar with your story who is steve weatherford in a nutshell
1: um all right cool dude well first of all thanks for having on having me on the show i appreciate the uh the kind words it's kind of like or when somebody asks you that question, like, who is Steven Weatherford? It's weird to talk about it in the third person. But, yeah. you know, for me, I don't really want to get into the Wikipedia of my life. So let me just, like, let me tell you everything I've done over the last 16 years really quickly. And then let's get into, like, where I'm at now and how I want to serve people and how, you know, me revealing things about myself have, Helped me to empower other people and give other men permission to become an, an ultimate male. Take me down that aisle. Love it. And I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give everybody on Wikipedia just a really quick kind of um, landscape snapshot of my last 20 years. I'm 36 years old. I've got five kids. My name's Steve Weatherford. I played in the NFL for 10 years. Uh, became a Super Bowl champion year seven with the New York Giants. I played football for three years for the Saints one year for the Jags, uh, two games with the Chiefs, two years with the Jets, and then five years with the Giants to round it out. Um, Awesome freaking journey. But really want to take you back a little bit further than that to, to where really I kind of felt like my athletic ability, like the stuff that you'll see on Wikipedia, really kind of started to transpire at about 14 years old. And I remember seeing a muscle and fitness magazine on the dentist's, kind of like in the waiting room, so I remember looking through it, my eyes like popping out of my head, and I'm like, "Wow, man, these guys are freaking just like Greek gods." And at the time, looking at that magazine, I was a freshman in high school, and I was 108 pounds. So think about that for a minute—like 108 pounds. My wife is a tiny little person; she weighs 120. Um, so that's—it's really freaking small, especially for somebody who had dreams and aspirations at that time. Like in that moment, before I even saw the magazine. I knew that I wanted to be a pro athlete. I knew that I wanted to become a world champion. I knew these things, these goals that I had for myself. And I was a really good little athlete at 108 pounds, but zero chance that even a varsity coach would even notice me if I'm on the court next to him. I just blended in with everybody else because my true gift, I feel like my my athletic gift wasn't able to to be seen because of my lack of speed uh, or my lack of size and strength. I was just too small. so. Just became infatuated in that moment when I touched that magazine. That like this is the this is the key. This is the ticket for me to unlock all my hopes and dreams and aspirations. So I stole that freaking magazine. I went home and I, I studied that thing like it was the holy bible of my goals and memorized the workouts. Cut the pictures out. Put them on my wall. I was all in at that point. And um, you know, just I remember following the biggest guys around in the gym to try to learn how to do it because you couldn't listen to podcasts like like the one that you're about to listen to as soon as I get through all this Wikipedia um, about guys that have gone and done things because you didn't have access to elite performers. When we were kids, there was no internet and the only time you heard your favorite athlete speak was on an ESPN radio or, you know, a radio show or post game interview. And they never talked about like what made them great. They just talked about the greatness that they just displayed for us to see, but not how to get it. Um, So I just went all in. on just trying to figure out how I could do that. Long story short, ended up becoming four-sport All-State and soccer and football at the same time, and then basketball and track, and then I accepted a scholarship to the University of Illinois to play football um, as a place kicker punter, but I also ended up doing the decathlon, decathlon while I was there and ended up breaking a school record and becoming... Um, All-American in the sports. And then um, I was undrafted into the NFL. And so I really had to fight my way into getting a job. And the guy I was competing with was a pro bowler. And um, it was an uphill battle. Long story short, I ended up getting a break. He had an injury. I got my start into the NFL. And every year after that was like harder than the year before. It never got easier. But did that for 10 years. And that kind of brings us to, you know, kind of getting into it. I from what I can kind of gather, really, how you want me to serve the audience today is really kind of talking about my transition from pro sports into entrepreneurship, and 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 how fitness has really kind of unlocked me at 14 and allowed me to uh, to launch and sustain and scale, um, you know, an awesome fitness business that impacts you know, tens of thousands of people every single year. And I love freaking doing it. It's like, it's the reason I'm on this show is because of health and wellness and, and goal obsession. And so to be able to kind of share that with people is going to be rad. So, man, thank you. I, I, I think it. that's the longest I've spoken without having another person speak. But I just wanted to get through that, man, because I really want to talk about where, where you're at right now, how I can serve you, your audience, and, and kind of like the season of my life that I, I really want to see grow.
0: I love that, man. And I think the best way to do that um, is to get a better sense of your attitude shifting out of pro sports. I know that it's not everybody can, that can do that. You know, being that great and at, playing for 10 years straight is a, is a good career in the NFL. And then to take that and be at such a high and then still move on and actually arguably do more with your life, have more fulfillment, chase more success. with things, Oh, yeah, dude. You, you, know? have no,
1: you have no idea. Like I thought I thought at the time, like my life was like, maybe going to peak around 30 years old, 32 years old, you know, cause I'm making all this money and everybody knows me. Everybody wants to be your friend and you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it was a different type of fulfillment. It was, it was the fulfillment that I, that I so desperately wanted at 14, mm. but then you get to 34 And it's a different season of life. There's a different goal. There's a, like sure, it still feels good when you walk down the street and somebody recognizes you or somebody mentions, you know, a a piece of content that you created that shifted things in their lives. That's like, to me, so much more special than somebody like yelling from from across the street. Yo, we loved you on the Giants, bro. You know, much respect. That's cool. Thank you. That was the skill. That was like what I did, not who I am. And now that when people recognize me different places, It's for the impact that I'm making in their life, not the entertainment that I gave them and their family. You know, not to discount that, but I just I I value myself so much more now because I know that I'm making a difference in people's life versus like, you know, allowing them to marvel at what me and my teammates can do for a few hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, still very, still
0: very cool, but it got old quick. How did you make that transition? Because it's actually really timely. I had I read a quote that said. uh, The only way to crush your dreams is for them to come true. And they were referring kind of to like Olympic athletes that, you know, train for decades to get this gold medal. They get this gold medal and then it's, it's just done. There's no fulfillment. There's no process. There's no journey. There's no chasing anymore. Um, And I can see that being a hard transition as an athlete. Oh,
1: dude, You you get to that point. How did you keep
0: going? How did you, what what was it in you that allowed you to keep pursuing things and push further? So here's the deal. Um, I did on paper,
1: like you look at my resume and I retired from the NFL because I believed like in my heart that like there was something bigger out there for me. You know, you win because of the, the NFL league average is three years. So like at first it was just like I want to get into the NFL. And so I wanna I wanna speak on what you were kind of referring to as kind of like an Olympian type mindset. Um is they get these goals and there's this big letdown, but their goal obsession to get there is like bulletproof. So really what I want to speak to, and, and the person that I want to speak to right now is the person that like has that goal and they have a vision for, for how to get there because there are so many different teachers and mentors like us that want to help them. I want to speak to that person that, that knows what they want, that has a pretty good idea on how to get there, But for some reason, they keep letting themselves down. That is the person that I want to speak to right now, because that is the person that I have to overcome every single day of my life. And it's the battle that we all have. It's not a battle with, can I come up with enough capital to start this business? It's not, uh, you know, are there enough resources for me to be able to do this or have this experience or get this degree or get this job? We look at the ex, you know, the extrinsic ad, adversity as being the main factor in whether or not we get from point A to point B, point B being your goal. So we get so focused out on the adversity out there that we have no, like, you know, you go to the gym and you exercise because you're, you're, you're trying to build up the exterior of your body. And I've spent a lot of my life doing that. But recently, in the last two and a half years, I've been on like, for lack of a better word, like a vision quest where I've been doing so much inner sizing is is gaining complete control. And it sounds—I mean, I don't have it, but this is what I'm working towards. This is my vision. This is my Super Bowl when I was 14. And you're looking at it, it's really far away. What I'm looking at right now is being able to gain complete control over my emotions and and having such a ridiculously sharp self-discipline that. I can have seasons of my life where I can relax on, on my consistencies but and and trust myself enough to pick it back up and lock down on certain goals uh, because I've lived so much of my life like so regimented. I'm, I don't feel like I can ever relax because if I feel like I relax, people are going to catch me. I'm not going to become my greatest self. When I die and I'm looking at God and he's telling me whether or not he's proud of me, he's going to be disappointed because I had more in the tank, but I relax. Like, it's that constant, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I need to not just do more and achieve more. It's just, I need to become more. So I'm like in a season right now where I'm ravenously trying to confront the parts of myself that bother me, um, like being selfish or, you know, being a poor time manager or you know, every once in a while being late, I freaking hate being late to meetings with people or podcasts with people, because that's me subconsciously telling that person, my time is more valuable than yours. And I don't ever want that to be the case. So that's just like, just eradicating bad character traits that have developed over the years is, is where I'm at right now, because I want to become, I want to become more, I want to do more. So I know I have to become more and when I become more, it's, it's going to permeate to everybody else in my life. My marriage continues to evolve and get better and more intimate and just, just a greater connection. And then the relationship I have with my five kids. do that. four freaking daughters. Think about that. It's mind-blowing. But when I concentrate on becoming a better me, my relationships magically just start they begin to get nurtured without effort being taken because I'm in greater control of myself
0: and my emotions. So dang, dude, I am ranting today. Sorry dude, about that. I love it. No, the rants are good because that's where the good, uh, that's where the knowledge comes out, man. And I think this is actually, it's crazy. This is so timely. Uh, I mentioned I have a 15 year old, or 15 month old daughter. So this has been like my season of really trying to do the same. And one thing I've been talking a lot about to clients and mentor clients is not what you want, but who you need to become exactly what yeah, you become.
1: Yeah, man. And, and then like it's, such a powerful shift for me in my life when, when it was more about, it was less about like what I generate and achieve and more about like who I'm becoming. Because if you, if you become the master of yourself, you can freaking do anything like talking on a stage in front of a hundred million people is no big deal. If you are the master of your emotions, you're going to be able to take that nervousness and that adrenaline and funnel it into sharpening your focus and executing with like, surgical precision that's being the master of you you know what i mean yeah in order to do that you have to go to some freaking dark places and have some conversations you know with with people and with mentors and with therapists and like you know i mean dude i never i never in a million years wanted to like unpack the memories of you know having sexual abuse done to me when i was in seventh grade nobody wants to unpack that when they're 36 but dude, I'm doing like those types of hard works. And like some of it was, you know, like silly self-improvement, like being on time, but I'm doing the hard stuff too. You know what I mean? It's kind of like working on your beach muscles, which is good. It makes you feel good when you get better. at am cause you can see them, but everybody tries to evade leg day, but that's where the growth is. And that's like, to me, that's those conversations. And I think for people to be able to hear conversations that we're having when like, really, I, I'm not here to hide anything. I'm not here to promote anything. I'm here to like give and focus out because I've been focused in so much. I have so much more to share than to talk about freaking Super Bowl parades and like how crazy were the parties after like, I, dude, I'm over that, man. It was, that was a cool season. I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity, but where I'm at right now and the conversations that I, I want to have and the people that I want to connect to, that's why I'm making. That's why I'm I'm investing my time into your audience because, dude, I, I have a story to tell now, and it's not about how to build bigger arms and you know become more explosive and flexible because I've done those things too, and I'll be happy to hook you up, dude. Go to weatherforfive.com. But right now, right in this moment, I want to teach you how to get out of your own way. So it doesn't matter if it's bigger legs, bigger bank account, better girlfriend, bigger house, faster car, or better relationships get out of your own way, have these conversations. You know what I mean? And and it's it's been healing for me and now I'm at the point where you turn a mic on and, and we'll let people listen to these conversations because I believe it will be even more healing for myself. And I know for a fact that it connects with people on such a, a, a deep emotional level. They might forget what I say, but they'll never forget how I make them feel. Mm-hmm you know what I mean? Words can't create connection. Vulnerability creates connection. And that's what I like. That's the season I'm in.
0: Dude, I love that so much. I think that's really it, it truly is the way to create more impact in people. It's not just information. And uh, I think one of the things that allows you to become the person you need to become is and you kind of started alluding to this. So I want to dive deeper into it. But auditing yourself, like auditing every area of your life and seeing because otherwise, if you're not aware of what needs to change, you can never change. and You can never chase that person you want to become. So I'm curious as you're in this journey, um, and I love the way you used inner size. I love that. What have you been doing to audit yourself and look into yourself and are there practices and people that you're surrounding yourself with? Like, what are you doing to allow yourself to look deeper and try to change those places that you're maybe not content with, or you want to improve? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question.
1: And, and I've gotten to the point right now, um, that I, I didn't, I never really liked football the sport of football, I, I loved what I was doing because I was competing to be the best in the world at something that required like a ridiculous amount of, of skill and, and body control and flexibility and explosion. That was awesome because that's like kinetics and, and physiology. I freaking loved it. I nerded out on it the same way you guys nerd out on nutrition and fitness on the show. Like, dude, we speak the same language. Um, and I could come on here and have those conversations about how to increase your vertical jump, but I want people to be better people and then you can become better athletes, you can become more shredded and all that other stuff. So back to the stories, like, I never loved football. But football and, and the regiment and the routine that was given to me, obviously worked well in my life, because I was able to perform at the most elite level on the planet, and do that for over a decade, you know, never injuries or any of that stuff. So the regiment of like, you gotta be here at this time, you gotta perform on this day. So living my life almost a week at a time, seven day fragments, like, cause I know Sunday is game day. So I set myself up to be on a very calculated schedule um, in regards to my goals. And so, you know, if I have a 10 year goal or a 10 month goal, I'm still going at it a week at a time, a day at a time. But in order for me to assess my progress or to assess where there has been breakdown, either break down with me and, and, and my execution of the plan or just poor planning at the end of every week on Sunday evening. That's when I, I take my quiet time. I take 90 minutes and I have a hyperbaric oxygen therapy tank in my garage that I used when I was playing ball. So I go in there and get just get saturated with oxygen and review how the previous six and a half days went and see where I got wins see where uh, I struggled, see where like it was, you know, I just didn't wake up on time or whatever the case, wherever the breakdown was or wherever the win was, I see the wins and figure out what the wins were. Dude, I'm tracking my sleep with a whoop band. Like I'm calculated with this because I'm not play- playing pro football anymore, but I'm trying to be that level of elite as a husband. I'm trying to be that level of elite as a father. I wanna be that elite on a podcast. I wanna be that elite in the gym and so now I'm, I'm trying to go pro in every category of my life that matters to me and the four things that matter to me. I, because like you're talking about goals and everything and regimented, like I know there's four things that I want to go pro on. I want to go pro in my faith. I want to go pro in my family and my relationships. I want to go pro in my, in my finances and I want to go pro in my fitness. I'm already pro in my fitness. I know that there's a next level and I'm trying to reach it. So there's, there's areas of this that, are going to require more. So you were talking about having a 15 month old daughter and you said the word balance. This is if if people don't, there's two things I want people to take away from today. And this is the first one. Balance doesn't mean equal. Balance doesn't mean equal. So think about that in your life. I have five kids. If I think I'm gonna balance my time with five kids every single day, it's never going to happen because I'm going to have my Apple watch is going to be going off. Like every 17 minutes, I'm going to be switching kids. You know what I mean? Seriously? Like, like think about it. Like I'm systematic with my life, but balance doesn't mean equal. I say the same map out. So with that being said, I as a leader of the family and man of the house, I need to be hyper aware and self-assess my family every single week because I need to know, who needs more attention? Maybe my son's struggling with his confidence. Um, maybe my girl's getting bullied at school. Maybe my, you know, maybe my other daughter didn't make the cut on her cheerleading squad. Like I have to be hyper aware of all these things. So that's another thing that I do on Sunday is not just like my schedule of my business and my fitness. And there's also an additional component of my family. And then there's an additional component of my faith. You know, was I able to to put time in? Did I go to men's prayer at 5:30 a.m. like I said I was going to do? Um, you know, did I make it to time? Did I make it to church on time with the kids? You know, did we debrief after church? You know, what did you learn today? You know, what did you like? What did you love? What did you learn? Like, did I go through those questions with my kids? Um, and so it seems really, really overwhelming as I'm talking through all these things, but dude, I have a notebook. There's four freaking pages and I write down wins. I write down losses and I write down reasons that that I can, ways I can prove, for four categories, it takes me less than an hour, and I do it when I'm getting oxygen into my brain. I get out, and when Monday morning hits, dude, I am not thinking, I am executing. I envision myself as like a Navy SEAL operator. I've already been given my, my game plan from my coach, you know, my CO, and now it's time to take the playbook that is before me for the next six and a half days and execute it with laser focus. Um, and that's my week. And if you stack enough of those weeks on top of each other, you know, people will call you to want to do a podcast with you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you're not there yet, but that is my message to people listening to this that aren't where they want to be. Dude, stack your weeks, man. Stack promises that you make to yourself and you will build such a Cavalier bulletproof relationship that with yourself, that when you say things, you know that they're going to get done, um, because we all have that relationship in our life where there was a man in our life that when he said he was going to do something, we just knew it was going to get done. And if you didn't have a man like that in your life, be, become that man, because that is a magical kind of person. A man that is a man of his word also has to be a man of his word to
0: himself. And that's where it starts first. Dude, what, what keeps you going this hard at this level every day and i ask that because i get that question all the time like what's your why what's your purpose what's your inspiration how do you wake up and have fuel and just keep going Um, and i think everybody has a different purpose but i'm curious as yours because it has to have had change over the course of time given that you were such a high producer in a sport and then you immediately just went to become a high producer in all these other areas of your life like it doesn't even seem like there was a lag time Uh, oh no 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 no, yeah,
1: yeah let's let's go ahead and get into that lag time now Love yeah, it. So I was talking about how I hated football. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate football. I just, I, I didn't love the sport. That's it. It's, that's a tough word to say. Hate. I don't hate the sport. Um, I just, I, I didn't love it, but, but I thrived in that regiment. Right. So I just described to you how I'm living my life currently mm-hmm. in this day. Now there's been about two and a half years since oh. I, I retired and, and did my thing and made my announcement. And now, and there were some high highs and there've been some low lows. Like, dude, I, Created an ebook. I had no idea what I was doing. And I, I launched an arm trading program that helped take me from 16.75 inches to 19 inches. And I did that in 94 days. And I like took I took drug tests and showed everybody. And everybody knew I wasn't taking drugs, so I was in the NFL. But I wanted to share that. So anyway, so after I left the NFL, I did that. And that was like my first surge into entrepreneurship. And it happened by way of like, I wore long sleeves for every single NFL game that I played in because I was uh, self-conscious about the size of my arms. Um, It's kind of funny now, because my arms are almost 20 inches. So, But I'll text you, when we got off the phone, I'll text you a picture of what my arms looked like my last year in the league. But if I try to find a football photo, you won't be able to tell, because I always wore long sleeves. So the first thing I did when I retired was, I was like, dude, I'm gonna get 19 inch arms, I'm gonna do it in 90 days. And so I took my knowledge, my central nervous system training knowledge and performance training, from the NFL and everything I learned from the coaches. And then I went and spent time with uh, Flex Lewis. I went and spent time with Sadiq Hadzovic. I went and spent time with Ben Pakulski and all these different guys that had amazing arms. And I'm like, dude, teach me because I need to know this bodybuilding stuff. I don't know it. I don't know about hypertrophy training. So I took what I learned from them and I took my knowledge from the NFL, created this program for myself and just detailed my whole journey and it took me 94 days, so not 90 days, but I did it in 94 days. But that's 2.25 inches. And it wasn't like I was some scrub. I was already, like, certified. The um, muscle and fitness, fitness gave me the title of the fittest man in the NFL um, two different years. So, like, I had titles, you know. Like, I was the fittest guy in the NFL, but still self-conscious about the size of my arms. Um, so, it's, it's just funny how, you know, you see somebody's resume Um, but you really have no idea what's going on inside of their mind and how they really feel about themselves. You know, like you you look, I know the viewers can't hear, but I mean, there's a freaking picture, a magazine photo with me on the cover and I still was self-conscious, you know? So it's just like, if you can't, if I can't be confident in myself doing what I've done, I know so many people struggle with self-confidence and I want to make sure that we talk about that, but I don't want to, I don't want to get off of, um, of the dark time between that. So I launched this or I take five months after, after I got 19 inch arms, I took five months to learn how to create my own ebook and I did it all on my own. I didn't pay anybody to do anything. I had a 19 year old kid helping me, but, um, launched this thing. And then from launch date till seven months later, I made a million dollars with an ebook, like something you can't even touch. But it was just like wild part because it worked for me. So people are like downloading this thing and three months later, freaking stacked, you know? It just it was I'm so proud of it. It's still probably our best product. I mean, it just crushes it because it works, right? Right. It's pretty hardcore, it's tough, but I mean it freaking works. It's a really, really good program. So that kind of gave me the the courage that like, wow, I actually have something that people need. And they're like, they're like paying me sixty-seven dollars for an ebook that you can't even touch or hold, it's just digital. And then they're thanking me for it three months later, like, oh my God, you changed my life. Like I can wear tank tops now and I feel so good about myself, but little did they know, well, actually I I did start to share it, but little did they know I created that program to like solve my own insecurity and it was solving other people's insecurity. So that felt really good. But then I felt like I started almost getting like that success, that level of success, that fast almost gave me depression because I didn't feel any different about myself. So like, when I got into the NFL, I didn't feel any better about myself. And then when I won the Super Bowl, I thought like, oh, definitely when I win the Super Bowl, like I'll feel different about myself. And I didn't, my opinion of myself did not change. My achievements, my my trophy box, you know, was filling up and my, you know, my bank account was rising and um, my notoriety was rising. My Instagram was growing, like all the things that are like good, good things but there was something broken with the system because the nucleus of it, the arc reactor of what is creating all these things is broken. And so like, how, how can I be happy with the things that I'm doing if I'm not happy with myself? And so after all of the, the fitness entrepreneurial success, I continued to build and I thought maybe I needed to build this or, you know, I don't, now I had the pressure of like, well, I don't want to be a one hit wonder where I, you know, have one program that sells $10 million and then like nobody cares about the other ones because they don't work. So then I started placing that pressure on myself, which leads to, you know, more creations, more money, more achievements, but more depression. And so there was a point of 2017 dude, where it was December and I had just done a massive launch, like two months earlier, a uh, massive, massive launch. And I did like, almost a half a million in one day, and I hate to, to talk about money because this is like what I'm not trying to talk about, but it gives this framework. So we did a half a million dollars in four days. And then because of an error by myself or the team or communication breakdown, I ended up having to refund $270,000 of it. And, and it, wasn't the, the, it wasn't the refunding the money that, that really just like broke me down. It's, it was the lead up to that launch, I made so many promises that because there wasn't enough attention to detail, I wasn't able to come through with those things with supplement deliveries on time. It was like six weeks late. And um, and it wasn't what the product wasn't good. The product was incredible. I just couldn't deliver the product. Um, and I just let so many people down and I read every single disgruntled email. And it just like, dude, it was just cutting me wide open. And so it was at that point that I realized I was unwilling to accept the compliments of other people about like the things that I do or the person that I am or the heart that I have. I was like unable to accept those. But then when people were like angry and disgruntled and negative and hateful, for some funky reason, I was accepting all of that. And so it was just, I was just in such a toxic place because I was broken. So when you're broken, you just unknowingly let in more negativity. And and it led me to the point in December that dude, I couldn't get out of bed for five days. I have five kids and I was stuck in bed, depressed, couldn't move. Um, so then from that point, you know, end up getting out of bed because I've got all these freak if you knew the the caliber of people that called me when I was in this crazy place, like just trying to speak life into me and and to encourage me, like I am so blessed and so fortunate. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm saying that like, dude, I almost get emotional thinking about all the people that love me enough to reach out to me in their busy lives. So ah, I wouldn't plan on going there. But um, so anyway, I was in such a dark place and my marriage sucked. my finances were great, but I was so stressed out and I was allowing my business to run me. I wasn't sleeping enough. My, my diet was poor. Just like my life was out of whack. There was no balance. Now you say balance isn't equal, and nothing was balanced in my life. Um, and so that was my rock bottom, knowing that my relationship with my wife was terrible. My relationship with my kids, they were scared of me because I was snappy, because you know, stress cortisol levels are high, and you're not sleeping enough. And so you never know what version of dad you're gonna get. And and that just broke me down it was at that point that I realized I was putting so I was putting all of my eggs in the basket of success and achievement will make me happy instead of keeping the main thing the main thing and the main thing are the four F's that I talked about earlier my faith my family and my relationships my finances and my fitness um, and now I'm so clear on those four things and and I'm very direct with my actions and I created the same type of Um, regiment calendar schedule that I had that was given to me in the NFL, I just create that for myself. And I don't have a coach to keep me accountable or teammates to keep me accountable. And so all of this inner size has allowed me to grow a relationship with myself that I keep myself accountable. I am in this moment, I am that man I was describing to you. When I told you, I'm gonna do your podcast, and we're going to do it at this time. Like, I'm going to show up. I'm not going to flake on you. I will show up. I'm a man of my word. And it's taken a lot of therapy, a lot of conversations, a lot of mentoring, and and a big investment of, you know, discarding my fears to be able to get to the place to say, like, man, I'm a really good person. I'm a good dad. I'm a good husband. I'm generous you know, I'm, I am successful. Money follows where I go. And that's not being braggadocious. Those are declaring things I want to happen in my life. And before you know it, it start to happen because you are believing for those things to happen.
0: God, I love that, dude. What, what was the two questions on that? What was the thing? And if, if the, the four Fs were the thing, how did you go from being depressed, being in bed, not wanting to do anything to like that clicking in your head? Like I need to get back to what those four most important aspects of my life are. I need to get back to my routine. I need to get back to my family. I need to get back to the grind. Like, what allowed you to shift into that? When um, you're
1: at your rock bottom, like, who's going to reach out to you? The people that love you, man. The people that are going to speak life and encouragement into you. The people that were on the stage with you four years earlier, holding the Lombardi trophy when confetti's coming down on your head. Like, the relationships that matter, those are the people. Those are the reasons I took action. You know what I mean? When I couldn't see the gift and the goodness in me, why am I even going to play the game? I freaking quit. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's say you got a bigger brother and you're playing basketball with him. He's 16 and you're 10 and he's going full out. Is that game fun to you? No, dude, you're going to freaking quit. It's not fun. That's the game that I thought I was playing. But I was the 16-year-old bully. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So it was just a mindset shift for me that, listen, this is all centered around me. Like, I hate myself because these different things, these different areas of my life that mean something to me, I'm not doing anything in them. I'm, I'm letting this other thing just run me. Um, and I know this other thing, no matter how successful it becomes, it's not going to fulfill me. So I'm playing the game wrong. And it was at that point, like I understood I was playing the game wrong and it was on me. Um, so it wasn't like right in that moment like, hey, I love myself. No, no. Right. It was like I said, therapy sessions and men's prayer at 530, and you know, going to these different conferences. Um, yeah, you know, I went to Bethel Music Conference, which you know, you don't good they don't have like motivational speakers there. They have pastors speaking. Um, but I went there expecting to hear just hear some good music and praise Jesus a little bit. Dude, the freaking speakers there were the the best motivational speakers that you could ever that you could ever hear and they lit me on fire and so i'm just i'm putting myself in situations where i hope to get lit like lit on fire and i do that sporadically throughout the year like i will be like okay about 6 weeks from now like i'm going to need something either a vacation or going to a conference to get reignited and i keep i keep myself around people that are lit up so we can light each other up, you know what I mean? And so I schedule dinners with people that challenge me and make me a better me, and I always pay for dinner. But I schedule those things out at least once a month, once every six weeks, and make sure that I am getting filled back up because so much of my life right now in this moment, I'm focusing out, you know, creating content. Um, And so as soon as I get done with this, you know, I've got other things lined up, but it's very, very important for me when I'm here to be here. Because the thing that I have to do after this, guess what I'll get to do? I will get to be there in that. And then I get to move on to the next thing. And so it's operating like that allows you to not get stuck in what I like to call the overwhelm of you look at your calendar for the, for the day. Like today is actually like wicked crazy. I'll be busy from, I was busy from 4.30 and I won't be done until 7.30. There's not like breaks in there. And so I usually don't do that to myself because I'll get into adrenal fatigue. Um, but this is my, this is like my super bowl day of the week, you know? So you're part of my best day of the week, man. And that's how I look at it. Like if it's a busy day, it's my best day because I get an opportunity to talk to people who've probably never heard my name before. And if they have heard my name, it's for reasons that I don't really care about. The NFL is great. Muscle and fitness is great. Fitness success is great. But let me talk to you about you. You know what I mean? Like, let's get clear on that because that will open up the way fitness opened up a world of like success and achievement for me. Getting really, really serious with yourself and, and, and stacking promises to yourself and building confidence in yourself with yourself will allow you to do all the other things. So, like, focus here and now on this, the same way like my focus is here and now on this, and not on the next thing that I have to do. And that allows me to be one hundred percent focused and in giving because I'm in the moment, not, not saving up energy or saving up focus because I know I got to do a thing.
0: And I think honestly, that is the key to the whole balance spectrum people are searching for, because like you said earlier, I love this, man. I I talk about this all the time. You can't spread your time evenly if you're going to be successful in any one area, because you need to put more time into certain areas to be successful there. But if you're truly present in each area, that's, that's but you're
1: also the one, you're also the person that gets to decide what success is. Absolutely. So, so success to me could be three hours with my kid every single day yeah. and success, success to you could be an hour and, and I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. Yeah. Maybe I just do it because I got five freaking kids, dude. So I got to be out <laughs> shooting a horse with one for a little bit and then, you know, riding scooters in the driveway with the other one. So, um, but planning, dude, like, like, like just planning, just, just planning. If you want to be a great dad, plan to be a great dad. Yeah. Like don't like hope and wish and want to be a great dad because guess what, dude, it's freaking hard. And there's no book manual for it. If you want to create a physique that you're proud of at the beach, but you can also go to the basketball court and dunk a basketball. Like you have to plan for that. You can't just like luck into looking like a bodybuilder and performing like a professional athlete. Like I'm not self-promoting, but like, I plan to do that. I didn't play pro football and then just like have good genetics that landed me on the cover. Like, I was doing a whole lot of bodybuilding in the off season to be able to, you know, build my actual muscle, not just the performance of the muscle, but the actual texture and the density and the, you know, and the striations, I worked for those things. So, you know, if, if what we talked about earlier, you know, I was talking about, man, just remember this one thing. This is another thing, dude. And I don't even know who said it, plan your work and then work your plan. It's, it's so simple. But when you do it every single day and then re- you review how you played that week, you know, quote, unquote, played that week, treat yourself like you would if you were coaching you as a football coach. Because when we play a game on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys and MetLife Stadium, we meet the next morning. Every, you know, all the guys are sore and some of them are like hobbling in. Some of them are coming in a freaking wheelchair. Me, yeah, you know, I don't get hit or anything. So I'm bouncing in there. I'm like, hey, man, dude, how's everybody doing, man? What a win last night. And we sit there and we watch the film together, all 52 of us. And coach goes through every single guy on the team, even if you're on the bench. If he sees you sitting on the bench and not giving of energy to your team, he's going to call you out in the team meeting. He's also calling out Eli Manning for, you know, maybe making a poor read or throwing an interception. But if you're on the bench and you're not waving a towel and giving energy, you're going to get called out too. So it's really important to look the way that the coach looks at the different personnel on the team and their like what their assignment was. And then how did they execute their assignment? Do that for the different portions of your life. I do it for for, for my four portions. So decide what, like, what are the three, four or five things that are important to you? Or maybe there's just one and you just want to focus on one thing that's important to you, but get clear on what's really important to you in your life and then plan to be good at those things and then review it the same way a coach would review Eli Manning, review your faith in the same way, Coach would review Odell Beckham Jr. Review your fitness and do that for those different things and then make it really clear for yourself. And then you know the rules of the game that you're playing and you don't end up like I almost ended it up, you know, working myself, achieving myself to death. Literally I was in such poor health, achieving myself to death with nothing to show for it, but a bunch of things and achievements. Like I wasn't proud of those things. Create a game where the rules are clear to you and then plan the work within that game and then work
0: it. It's really that simple. I love, uh, I actually really love the four things. I have a similar four, man. And I think the important thing about that is like you just said you achieved yourself to death. If you have those four things aligned, one thing builds off the other. So when you have multiple things that you're focusing on, I think overall success is so much better. But I want to touch on a couple things that you, you brought up insecurities before the podcast actually started recording, we talked about stress and anxiety. And I just kind of want to get your take on your experience with that and how you help individuals because you're doing a lot of stuff now. Um, beyond fitness, you're speaking, you're leading, you're doing things to help people like you say, inner size. but I'm curious of how you approach the insecurities, the self doubt, the anxiety, the stress and how you Work through those because I think for most people it's not necessarily about completely avoiding them because we're all going to experience it. It's more about having a capacity for them, being able to work through them, being able to navigate through them. Um, and how do you do that personally? Yeah,
1: um, very, very. I want to say it took me a lot of work to get to the point of making it this simple, and it like the way I'm going to frame it makes tons of sense to me. And the you know the the different you know, people that maybe I've given advice in this format, maybe coaching them or just a friend um, has clicked for them. So I hope it clicks for, for you guys listening to it. It's, I was talking about going from the level that I was at to pro and the four different F's, right? Like I wanted to go from amateur to pro in my faith, amateur to pro in my finances, you know, whatever that might, whatever it looks like, whatever pro is to you. Um, So getting really, really clear um, eliminated a lot of, ask me your question again, because I want to make sure that I'm really, really direct with, with what I'm
0: sharing and how I'm sharing it. Just how did I deal with
1: overwhelm and anxiety?
0: Yeah. How did you navigate through that? And how would you teach individuals to do that? Okay. okay. All right. Good, good. All right.
1: The way I was going was the way I thought we wanted to go. So getting really, really clear on, on my four Fs, right? How do you deal with anxiety? And how do you deal with, with depression or how do you deal with like feelings? Essentially, like that's the conversation I feel like we really need to have. Is not just anxiety because anxiety is not a bad thing. Depression is not a bad thing. Um, Happiness is, is, is not a bad thing. Like none of these things are bad. We were built to experience the full range of emotions. And if you can't, if you can't process or you can't, utilize the full range of emotions, you were incomplete. I felt like I was incomplete. Um, so I learned that I need to be able to use my emotions. Like it's not a bad thing to feel anxious or nervous. Um, and it really like this stuck out to me when I was playing football. Um, and it wasn't until years later when I'm having conversations about psychology with people is Nervousness and anxiety are not necessarily a bad thing because it would take me back to three minutes before every single NFL football game that I played in, I vomited in the trash can on the sidelines. Um, As soon as the national anthem would play and, you know, you would either have like guys parachuting in or a plane going over up top and, you know, giant flag on on the, the field. And as soon as the national anthem would end, I would get this feeling in my stomach like, oh, my God. You know, just like you don't know if you're going to vomit or you're going to fill your pants with mud. You have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Thankfully, I always came I, I always vomited, and, and it was never the latter. But I always played well. I always played well. And it was that nervousness and that anxiety that later on, processing it, like that was the reminder that, I'm ready. Like, that was the reminder that, like, hey, this is really, really important to you. Enough, like, important to you that, important enough that you didn't really eat much for breakfast because of nerves. And now it's, you know, you're about to go out in the game and, and now you're vomiting. That's important. It's not a bad thing that things are important to you. It's a bad thing if you let that feeling deter you from showcasing all of the hard work and preparation put forth prior to to execute. So that's the difference between, you know, people with elite talent and elite performers, because you can see people that have tons of talent on YouTube all the time, but the people that are doing these amazing feats on YouTube, the, the reason they're not making ridiculous amounts of money performing like in Vegas is they can't do it on demand. So I don't really consider them pros. I consider them an elite talent, but not a performer. In order to be an elite performer, you have to be able to do it when you want to do it. And that's why this inner size that I'm doing right now is so uh, exciting to me because I was able to get myself to a place where I could perform at the most elite level doing a very, very um, skillful execution of something once a week. I knew how much sleep I needed to get, what I needed to eat, blah, blah, blah. And doing all those things still didn't stop me from vomiting. And I still perform. So now I'm trying to get to the level where I have that command of performance on the four F's in my life. So when I have a Super Bowl type day with my family, where we're going to Disneyland and I wanna make sure that I'm putting together an amazing experience for my kids. You can get pretty irritable when you're at Disneyland, but if you know that's your Super Bowl day, make sure you get your sleep, make sure your nutrition leading up to that day is good. And then I know I can perform and create an amazing experience for my kids and make sure that my wife doesn't freak out when we're there. But that requires focus. That requires me being where I am present. And so um, I wanted to make sure that I I mentioned this because you asked how do I do that every single day. I don't have a Super Bowl day like this every single day. I make sure when I am planning for myself on those Sundays, that I am not that I'm not listening to like, motivational YouTube videos while I'm making my plan for myself because I'll try to be a hero that week and then I'll end up getting disappointed and then you have to deal with like the self beat up of like, man, I just freaking blew my whole week. So it's very, very important when you're creating these plans is don't set yourself up for failure by planning too much stuff. You know, give grant yourself some grace. If you know you, you like to sit around and watch YouTube videos for 30 minutes after you get done eating, Budget that into your schedule and then let those motivational videos charge you back up for the rest of the day. Build that into your schedule, like build the things in that recharge you, whether that's listening to like binaural beats um, and doing Wim Hof breathing techniques. Like I, you know, I do some of those different things before I speak because that kind of gets me into my zone. And so I'm constantly trying different things, but I'm not trying different things at the same time because I want to know what the variable is that gave me the increase in performance. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think like boiling down a lot of what we've been talking about on this, this show is, I mean, number one, clarity, it all starts with being clear of what you want and how you want it. Number two is planning everything you do. If you don't have a plan, you're obviously not going to be able to execute. Um, And then I think a big thing of it too, is just constantly reframing your situations. Like you said, like you're throwing up, most people would assume that's bad. Um, something I, uh, I say quite often is, uh, my anxiety is my excitement. It's kind of like a mantra in my head, because if I go back and look at all the stress or overwhelm or anxiety, uh, panic attacks, things that I've had in my life, they're all centered around shit that I really, really care about, or I really, really want like some kind of success, some kind of achievement that I'm striving for. That's when I get anxiety. So if you reframe that anxiety and think, man, like, I'm just really excited about this. I really care. I think it can help you so much. And it sounds like you do that exact same thing.
1: So, so I wanted to make sure that I added this before we have to wrap this thing up is, so now that you like know these different like tactics of like how to think about it. So let me give you a very, very practical takeaway. Mm -hmm. And this is the second thing that I hope people take away from this. And this one freaking changed my life. You want to go from amateur to pro in these different places in your life. You need to gain the ability to make decisions like a pro. So if you want to go from amateur to pro in your relationships, start making decisions that a pro would make. If there was a pro relationship person, how would they be making decisions? And so you have to figure out what you're committed to. So if those four F's are what you're committed to, let's say, for example, your four F's are the same as mine. Faith, family and relationships, finance and fitness. Those are your four F's. So I am committed in my mind. I am committed. I am a man of my word to those four things. I'm a man of my word anyway, but those are my four focuses, right? When you're making decisions on from amateur to pro, amateurs, just, this is it. This is the nugget that you want to, amateurs make decisions based upon how they are feeling. So when you wake up in the morning and you're feeling tired, you are going to make a decision predicated on the basis of being tired. That is a feeling of feeling tired. You will let, Feeling tired influenced that decision. If you went longer than you should have gone before eating, and you pass by somewhere that has food available, but you know it's not the food that you should be eating, and if you turned right, you could get what you should have. If you turn left, you'll get what you shouldn't have, but man, it'll taste good. And you know what? It's been too long, and I probably could use the extra calories. and you know, technically, I'm intermittent fasting. You can convince yourself of anything. You are making your decision based upon a feeling. If you are committed to your fitness, you know you will be turning right. So the difference between an amateur and a pro when it comes to making decisions, amateurs make decisions based upon how they're feeling. Pros make decisions based upon their commitments. So if you're committed to those four things, when you make decisions, those are a part of every single decision that you make. Example, let's say I go to Vegas and um, you know, I, I go speak to a bunch of entrepreneurs. I get done. This woman walks up to me. She's freaking gorgeous. She's five foot 10, dark hair, dark skin, beautiful body. She wants to go up to the room and she wants to spend some time with me because she'd like some private coaching based upon my speech, right? We both know what she wants. If I haven't seen my wife in a week, the way I'm feeling is, man, let me go up here. Nobody's going to know. I don't know anybody at this event. And I'll tell her, yeah, I'll meet you up there in 15 minutes. Give me your card and go get another one. I could go up there and knock that out and, and make a decision based upon how I'm feeling. Cause I haven't seen my wife in a while. My loins are burning and this lady is beautiful. Nobody will know about it. You have those conversations that start to happen in your mind of that person trying to convince you to go do what you're feeling. But I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of integrity and I am committed to my relationship with my wife and my marriage. So I don't go do that. And that like this ability alone to make decisions based upon what you're committed to and not what you're feeling like will save marriages. It will save your health. It will save your finances. Because how many times do we go to the car lot and look at cars and you're like, man, dude, that one hundred and seventeen thousand dollar Maserati over there looks so sick. Oh, red interior. Oh my gosh, dude, you know how sick I would look in that when I pull up to you know when I pull up to my new job and there's this one chick that you know is kind of cute. Maybe she would notice me. If you do what you're feeling like, you're going to pay more money for that car than what you can afford to do because that car is going to make you feel a certain type of way. And maybe that girl that you're feeling something towards is going to feel a certain type of way about you. You're all up in your feelings and you just blew $40,000 on that car because you could have got it off of auto trader, two years old with 12,000 miles and got it for $63,000. You know what I mean? but it's not 2019. And and you think that girl will know. Dude, come on, man. Start making decisions like a pro. You're you're living life like an amateur in every facet of your life. Stop living amateur and go pro. Make decisions like a
0: pro. I love that, dude. That's the perfect note to end on. Um, I think there's a book called Turn Pro, and I keep thinking of that when you're talking about this because I think it really does come down to that—the decision you are making—and and it, and it really goes back, actually, perfectly well with the first one of the first things you said: "Who do you need to become?" Right? The decision of the person you need to become is the decision you need to make, man. So I yeah, think it's a perfect man. way to end it. I love that, man, um, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This this took a slight turn from what I wanted to talk about, but I'm still so <laughs> happy it did because I think this is actually, yeah. like you said, man, this is valuable shit that people really need to hear and people really need to do this inner size work that you're talking about. I think it can change lives, man. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, I do want you to shout out your Instagram, your website, where you can get programs, um, what you're doing for speaking, everything. So people can be invested in you and go check out what you're doing. Um, before you head out.
1: This, this is a serious request and this isn't about following me on Instagram. This isn't about your email so I can get a hold of you. I love having these conversations. I genuinely and authentically love them. I hope you can feel my passion and and, and my commitment to being here and being all in on this. My only request of, of you, if you're listening to this right now, is send me a direct message on Instagram because I truly do want to know what was valuable from the talk that we had today. Like what was valuable to you? Not like what do you think is valuable. I want to know what was valuable intimately to you. And don't tell me what I, I want to hear. Like, be real with me. Tell me exactly what was valuable to you. And also, I would love for you to tell me what you would like to hear more of. Because in order for me to evolve in the conversations that we're having, I want to know what are the conversations that people want to hear. Um, so that that's really that's my, my only request. My, my Instagram is at Weatherford5. I will. I'm. I will see every single direct message, and I will reply to every single direct message. It's important to me. I wouldn't ask you to send me that direct message. To have somebody, you know, take all of them and print them out and show them to me. Like I'm going to be looking at them and I will be replying to them. So that's my request of you. Dude, thanks so much for having me on the show, man. I, I enjoyed this conversation, and I I genuinely believe in the effectiveness um, and and the truthfulness of of the conversation we had today, man. So I appreciate you giving me this platform.
0: I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.